Welcome to the Friends of Friends podcast. Here are your hosts, Henry Hargitay and Jason Cole. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're back. Another episode, Friends of Friends podcast. I'm Henry Hargitay. That is Jason Cole. We're not going to waste any of his time. You guys already know the drill. Like, subscribe, follow, you know, do whatever you can to support us because we love it. We see it all. Let's get right to him because this man right now, I can't even tell you how good it is to see this guy's face again and hear his voice. He's getting up extra early, or extra early for us out in Indonesia. Shafar Newkirk. What is up, my brother? What's up, Henry? What's up, J. Cole, man? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Dude, I, I said it already, but I'll say it again, man. Like, we cannot thank you enough for waking up early enough to do this with us. For sure. Uh, it, it's 7 a.m. where you are right now, and we, you know, we know how busy you are. So, seriously, man, thank you so much for doing this. Anything, like I said before, anything for you guys, man. I love y'all to death, like family. So, anything y'all ask, I'll do it. Absolutely. All right, man. 7 let's 7 get... a.m. right now out there, man. Yeah. Crazy. Let's get right, right into it. Shavar, Shavar, you have a lot of people who follow you, um, you know, but maybe some people right now don't know where you are in the world and what exactly you're doing. So just fill us in on where you are, uh, who you're playing for, and what you're doing. What's up, world? What's up, everybody? My name is Shavar Newkirk. Um, right now, I'm currently in Jakarta, Indonesia, um, one of the best countries i played in so far. And right now, I play for NSH Mountain Gold Timica. Okay. Okay. What year is this for you with them? This is my first year playing in the league and my first year playing on this team. Okay. How many years you've been overseas now? This made my third year. Okay. What other countries were it? Uh, I was in Germany for two years. I was in Iceland for about a couple of months that got cut short due to COVID and currently Indonesia. Okay. Javar, I remember a conversation I had with you probably two years ago now that I'll never forget where I asked you if you could, uh, you know, compare yourself to an NBA player. Like I told you, I always compared myself to Serge Ibaka. I was just kind of that type of player. <laughs> and I asked you one time, I said, well, if I'm Serge Ibaka, you who know, you? What, who are who is Shavar Newkirk? What type of player he is? And you told me, you know, Can you're sort of just you're sort of just you're, Serge Ibaka. He is all of the guys in Space Jam put together when <laughs> put their powers together when you make one. That's him. That's disrespectful to Serge Ibaka. But never, <laughs> nevertheless, when I asked you if you could give me an NBA comparison of who you kind of model your game after, you had a very candid answer. And you told me, I kind of just do my own thing. Like, I'm Shavar. I have it on tape. You saying, I'm Shavar. Um, why does Shavar fit so well overseas? Because the amount of success you've had, it's pretty impressive. Um, first, because I'm a competitor, I always like to win. Um, I go hard in everything when it comes to game time and all the work I put in in the offseason. So when I step on the floor, I want to make a name for myself wherever I go. So it's just the competitiveness spirit first and then all the hard work second. And then just the mindset, just being around guys like J. Cole, my father, my older brother. It's like, we're going to kill these dudes. So regardless wherever i'm at on earth that's how i'm gonna play and that's how i'm attack any game does any of the play style translate from you know iceland to germany to indonesia or is it all a completely different game 
Well, my father, J. Cole, Jr. a lot of trainers that uh, dealt with me, they gave me an NBA game. So I have a, 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 a NBA kind of game. I can score on all three levels. I can shoot the three. I can shoot a pull up. I could do floaters. I can go to the basket. I can run the team. Basketball translate on any level when you know how to play the right way. Keep it yeah. simple. Jay, you watched Shavar's game develop and change over time from the time he was what, like 15 years old. What yeah. what do you what do you see in his game and as to why it works so well overseas? Because he a winner. If I had to say one thing to sum it all up, because he care about that first. You know, sometimes he'll sacrifice a lot of his own personal goals to make sure he get a W. And, you know, that's not always what you want, but that's always what you need, you know? So at the end of the day, what do we play the game for? Win. Championships. There you Pretty go. Pretty rings and more rings. There you go. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I kind of wanted to ask a philosophical question, if you will, like off of that. But Jay, can you? And I guess this is a question for both of you. But can you train a player to win? I know you can coach a player with his skills and his mindset and everything. But ultimately, does like the will to win, Jay and Shavar, both of you, does that come from the trainer, or can that does that can that only come from a player? Jay, go ahead. Well, for me, I think that comes from a coach, you know, coaching. Those players and who you played for, it matters. Your coaches matter. But yeah, I don't really think a trainer can train you to be a winner, no. Like, that's within, mm -hmm. right? That's why there's some guys that's really nice, but they don't win. How good are they? Yeah. It was people that I heard that were better than Shavar when we were about to play many times from high school all the way through right now. But at the end of the game, he's won the game and they lost. And who's who's better? I mean, I agree. Yeah, Shavar. So I, when I look at your, they always say like a picture is worth a thousand words, but like I look at your career trajectory, you know, and just like your career timeline from Harlem to the Bronx, you know, playing at Cardinal Hayes to St. Joe's overseas, you know, into Europe. You play, you had a brief stint in Canada, Germany, Iceland, Indonesia. Your career trajectory is kind of like worth a thousand words. Do you ever have full circle moments where you think back to that kid who was just kind of hooping in the park in like the Bronx or in Harlem and to where you are now and just like think about what you would tell yourself if you were 10 years old? Um, if I was 10 years old, I would have told myself we class. I was against it. <laughs> but in the in the lot the hindsight of things, I should have did that because a lot it worked out for a lot of people. Hey? I was better than a lot of people. So 10 years old, I definitely would have told myself, take that advice of reclassing. I was looking at it as a school standpoint, and people going to think I'm a dummy if I get left back. But since I wanted basketball to be my career, that's really a good, smart move for a lot of people that's at the top of their game, but they already got certain people projected on what they I hope the so young fellas are listening out there. So if you, like, held yourself back, even though you was in the umbrella of being nice, ESPN, Rivals, whoever do their articles, they already got a preset determined list of like 
who they oh, want and who they got. Asian, so yeah. no matter if you go have a killer off season, summer or whatever, high school season, you probably only move up three spots from your current number. Like it's really hard to like, you know, move up on the charts. So I'm pretty sure if I would have reclassed, it would have been a lot, lot different. How different? Where would you be now if you reclassed? The highest level of basketball, the NBA. But that's always the goal. Is that still the goal today? To go to the NBA? Always the goal. Always the goal to at least say I did it. Even if I don't stay in there for a while. But like, you know, that's always a, a dream for any anybody playing a sports to touch the highest level. And I didn't touch many levels. I just didn't touch that level yet. I done been around it as far as scrimmages, open run with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, you know, Ben Simmons and all that. But as far as like the organization and under a whistle, I, I didn't touch that level yet. So what what gets you there at this point? Because you're doing, you know, in my opinion, you've sort of passed the audition as far as what needs to be done overseas to show that you're ready for the highest level. In your vision, what's like the biggest thing that needs to happen to touch that highest level? Um, getting out of my comfort zone. It's actually about networking now. If I could just get out of my shell and actually reach out, like can't be too good to ask for help, but once you reach out, hang out with the dudes and everything, it'll fall in line. Does it bother you? Like, and I'm only asking you this because, like, I know you and I've seen you go up against dudes, like, and how hard you go in training sessions. Does it bother you when you see guys, like, who you know you're better than, like, succeeding at, like, a higher level? How things, like, in life sort of just haven't always gone your way and whereas it has for other people. Do you ever think about that? Is, like, that motivation for you? Um, one, it doesn't bother me because I'm always happy for like people and yeah. everything, but like friends and family say it should bother me, but I actually just look at it as a, another gear I could reach to get there. Cause you know, by the time I'm putting all this work in and hitting new levels, when I get there, I'm going to be well prepared. So I just know God has a plan for everything. Even if I don't reach it, um, I just know like whatever I land up, I would still be satisfied because you know, the better you are, the more money you get and everything else. So I I'm always working to get there. I'm always adding to my game. And I'm, I use the players I went against that's there currently. And it just fuel. Fuel. Fuel to the fire. Yeah. What are the gyms like in Indonesia? Like, do those crowds get kind of rowdy? Uh... If they do, I can't understand the word they say. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly speaking, but um, yes, Indonesia might have the best fans I ever played for. It's always a packed gym. The love is bananas. Um, it got so real right now. They don't even call me by my name. They just call me Mr. MVP. You my MVP, MVP. Like I don't even got my name anymore, and I have a lot of fans. Like, and it's just amazing. Honestly. That feels really cool. Jay, what does it feel like for you to hear that as his trainer? I'm just hyped for him, man. But you know what? I just – I don't want him to get complacent, you know, and that's that's where my level of happiness stops. You know, I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him and I really, really, really love everything he's doing out there. He's doing what we said he should do, right? And yeah, that's what he should be doing. So now it's – on to the next level, you know, like he said, 
everyone's dream is what? The highest level. So this level is just a stepping stone on his path to where he's trying to go. So I know that I want him to go to a bigger, better country. And then if not touch the waters of the league. Yeah. Shavar, what, what's like the ideal, you know, scenario for you next? Because obviously overseas, like things are kind of always changing. It feels like people bounce around leagues a lot more. What's in like the perfect next step for you? One is just being able to play again. That's always the perfect next step because basketball, like many other jobs, a lot of people applying, a lot of people doing what they have to do to wish they could do what I'm doing. So that's the perfect next step is, uh, you know, getting an actual job. But anywhere, like, with my current happenings been happening, it's just, like, get to a team that need a person like me, that coach want a person like me to help me flourish. Because the biggest thing in basketball, when your coach believes in you and gives freedom, you can be the best you can be. Thanks for checking out the Friends of Friends podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend.